You're listening to KMKR 99.9 FM, Tucson, Arizona. Is anybody listening? Is anybody there? Is there something stuck between my teeth that I think to comb my hair? How come there's crickets in this place outside where they belong? I can't believe the silence like the dark before the dawn. What I'd give for any sign of life, I'd settle for a yawn. It really makes me wonder. Is this on? Hey, Phil. <laughs> we certainly are on today, Dave, and it's so great to be uh, in your company uh, here at our undisclosed No offense, Phil. It's great to be in anyone's company right now. <laughs> no, it's good the, to see uh, you again. What are we in, about uh, month six now, Dave, of the... Uh, uh, sheltering in place. I, 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 I've lost track, Phil. We've gone. Yeah. We've gone over the edge. There we've reached go. the end of the earth. I thought we would start being back to normal now, well, and that uh, is not the case. Speaking so. of the end of the earth, I've been almost at the top of the earth. Uh, Where are you? Been uh, nine thousand feet high, Dave. Uh, and it was so high at nine thousand <laughs> feet high. <laughs> but uh, like you, a uh, little stir crazy. Uh, uh, my wife and I uh, decided to get out into nature a little bit. Uh, we headed north and uh, went to the beautiful, you know, state and national parks of Utah. Ah, Utah. Uh, mm-hmm. Did a lot of hiking, and you know, uh, I didn't partake, but the, there was the opportunity for some just picturesque golf. Ah, and uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> as I say, enjoyed. Uh, uh, some of the state parks. Uh, one that was just incredibly unique is a, a location called Antelope uh-huh. uh, State Park, and it is actually a little uh, Antelope Island State Park, and it is actually a little island on the Salt Lake, on the Great Salt Lake. Oh. Oh. Uh, and antelopes were introduced to it, uh, you know, many many decades ago, and they're thriving. Get up kind of close to the uh, animals, uh, and that was fun. Although. Uh, <laughs> Was there an incident? Anyone should caution. Well, there were incidents talked about, and we looked them up online, and it was no joke. Uh, So uh, keep your distance, and you know, uh, you you can always enlarge the photo. You don't have to get that close to the antelope. So this was an island in the middle of Salt the Salt Lake. Now, and did you stay there, or did you visit there? Oh, it's just a place you could visit. Uh It's it's actually a state park. Okay. Uh, So of course, uh, it closes you know at certain points, but I believe you can arrange for camping. Uh I think you can. Uh, and then uh, <clears throat> we continued up into some of the beautiful state parks, even a little bit further north, up near uh, Eden and Logan, Utah, and oh, yeah. Ogden, Utah. Oh, yeah. Ogden, Dave, uh, let me tie it a little bit back to comedy. Uh, it was a fun story. I don't know if I've ever even told you this story. I don't remember discussing Ogden, Utah with you before, Phil. And we've talked well, about a lot of things. We have. Sipping a little water here, Dave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm. On a, uh, a very uh, hot uh, Tucson weekend. And now uh, we, we don't have our misters today, Dave. There's no uh, misters so today. It's, uh, no. A little hardship, a little hardship. Uh, but back to uh, uh, Ogden, Utah. So I think I've mentioned to you a, a mentor of mine, uh, great comedian, Dobie Maxwell. I love the name. I always remember Dobie, sure. Maxwell <laughs> Dobie Maxwell. Right. Uh, wonderful teacher, still a teacher, still a touring comic. If you get the chance, by all means, you'll never go wrong uh, buying a ticket to a show with Dobie on it. And I took classes with Dobie at the fabled uh, Zanies Comedy Club sure. in, in Chicago many years ago. And Dobie was just that sort of instructor that 
you, you couldn't help being friends with him by the end of the class. You know, he's just Dobie. And, and Dobie, I, I think he's also written a book maybe by this title, or he has a, a CD with, with this title called We're All Dented Cans. <laughs> and it's a, it's a beautiful thought. It's a very profound thought. But also, it's the basis of a lot of his comedy. You know, Dobie is, you know, uh, the shlemiel and the shlemazel, you know, in most of his stories. Mm -hmm. And it's growing up and, you know, not an easy life being raised by gr his grandparents. And uh, uh, it's an interesting life. And, and Dobie's a fun guy. And he's uh, from Milwaukee. And he's very Midwest. And, you know, that, that sort of ethos and pathos. Anyway, taking the classes. And he said, you know, when I have a chance, he said, I'm going to take some of you and put you on stage with me. You know, to open for me for a couple minutes. He says, it's the best way to learn. And. He was often performing in the Milwaukee area, and once in a while he'd say to me, "Hey Phil, you know, if you don't, if you, if you're willing to drive up to Milwaukee, I'm doing these shows. I think none of these were popular at a time. They would uh, do a comedy show before the films at a movie theater. Uh huh. Okay. So you yeah. had a nice big stage. You had, you know, like uh, we do. There's a the beautiful mic here downtown, right at the uh, screening, screening room. Screening room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot like screening room. Sure. And Dobie would say, hey, I'm, I'm doing a show for the, you know, uh, Pipefitters Union on Thursday. <laughs> you know, if you want to do three minutes, you can open for me. <laughs> Wonderful. There's you know, no better audience than the Pipefitters, no, film, my experience. No, not at all. They're good people, there. They're good people. They're good people. Yep. And uh, uh, also, those sorts of shows, as you know, industrial-type shows, the audience is so happy to be there and so happy to have a comedian, you know, at, at their lunch, you know. So it's always a very gracious audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and Dobie wouldn't put you up, you know, at a firing squad. You know, he wanted to give you a little cushy spot, you know. And as he'd always say to you, he'd say, I'm going to come get you if you're in trouble. Okay, so it was sort of a, you know, you had the net below you, you know. It was, uh, it was really great. So it was incredible opportunity right i did a couple of these and then dobie calls me one day and he says hey phil i got an offer uh to do a weekend at wise guys in ogden utah uh. and i can't get a flight there i can make it if i drive straight through i need another driver if you'll drive with me you can open for me the whole weekend. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. I said, you, I, you know, first time I crapped my pants, right? <laughs> I, I had about three minutes worth of material, you know, <laughs> of which it, most of it needed to be edited. <laughs> and uh, don't be safe to, you know, we're about it, you know, we'll, do, we'll work on it in the car, you know, <laughs> well, you know, if you're in trouble, I'm getting. Well, yeah, you had a long time to work on stuff. That's the truth. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was really heartwarming for me, Dave, to be back in Ogden, Utah. Uh, on this trip, I had mentioned to my wife that I'd love to go by and see if Wise Guys is still there. I'd love to just sit in this little downtown that I remembered so well because I was, you know, it was this, I'm going to say, really was my first show in front of a, wow. a real paid <laughs> audience. And uh, I was so nervous, right? But I found this little square. It's a charming little western town downtown, if you know that feeling, you know. And uh, I sat there and Dobie had told me, he said, you know, whenever you're going to do a show, he says, you get there early, you walk around, so you have a couple of reference things you can say, you get a newspaper, you pick out a story that's kind of like heartwarming, and you, these people will love you. This guy read the Ogden newspaper, you know, he read the Ogden Sun, you know. So I jumped doing all of that, right? I found this little place, sat there, had a lovely uh, uh, mocha with my wife and the thing, and uh, wise guys are still there. Uh, and it was just, I don't think doing shows currently, uh, but it was just heartwarming. And uh, 
did my, you know, probably five minutes I, I, at the most. And the audience loved me, right? Uh, Dobie, Dobie, too, like in the beginning said, like, you're not going to, he like just said this. He said, you're not going to believe this. I called this guy like Thursday. And I said, <laughs> I'm driving out of Utah. So, you know, who's going to boo you, right, with that, you know? Oh, what a, what a memory. What a great time it was. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever told you this. No, no. It's an answer. Ah. What a, what a, so you this, was your, this was your first, would you say this was your first performance in front of a crown? or is it just you know? Outside of the classroom oh, wow. and the couple times that I went up to Milwaukee and Dobie gave me two minutes, you know, to introduce uh -huh. him. Yeah. yeah, and it was a real oh, great. crowd, yeah. you know what I mean? It was yeah. a two-drink minimum, yeah. you know. Uh, and I remember this freaked me out at the time. They've changed it, I noticed. They used to have completely clear glass to the street. And the activity on the street was throwing me. I remember <laughs> this, you know, yeah, yeah. too distracting for me. But now it's black uh, curtains. Uh -huh, yeah. They could open them maybe. I don't yeah. know. How about you, Dick? Well, that, when, when was your first performance? Well, that, well I'm not my first time, but that reminds me when I was a kid. I lived in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. My dad worked for NCR. NCR was the big national cash, cash register. It was a big, sure. big, big uh, employer there. I will insert the cash register sound effects here. <laughs> and so one time, I guess I was about... a. 11 or 12 years old and my parents say say okay we're going to go out we got to go down we got to go downtown and uh but we're going to see a, we're going to see a show and so i got i get which other of my siblings went with me but we go downtown to the big auditorium where N, N, ncr would have its uh or ncr would have its uh, presentations or meetings or things like that and it turns out though that uh yeah, there was entertainment, but first there was a what seemed to me like a three-hour lecture on the new uh, credit union that oh. was going. So I don't imagine this was interesting to anyone, let alone an 11-year-old boy. I was miserable. I was climbing on the scene. I was like, every time my parents would look at me, I'd be scowling, you know, wait, drag me here or something like that. So finally, at the end, of, they bring out you know, a comedian, and I think that's how they got most people to come. His name was Woo Woo Stevens. I don't know if you remember, but it's a classic comedy name. And Woo Woo Stevens came out with a banjo, and his, his catchphrase was, Every, everybody say Woo Woo, and everybody go, Woo Woo. And I, well, I was so angry and so irritated that I wasn't giving him any, I wasn't giving him any help. I was just miserable the whole time. And, and, uh, and for many times after that, whenever the name Woo Woo Stevens came up, I was just angry. And, uh, is he a comic uh, that you ever followed uh, in the future? No, and he was, I guess he was kind of a regional comic. I mean, he mm -hmm. was fairly reworked a lot, but I, not too long ago, the name popped into my head and I looked him up online. It was like, oh, he had a pretty interesting career. And actually, coincidentally, he was like very, very involved in baseball. He had a lot of friends in baseball and huge fan and things like that. And uh, he had quite a, a, a dis distinctive career. But on that particular <laughs> night, after sitting through three hours of, you know, how to contribute to your credit union. I was in no, no mood. Even Woo Woo couldn't cheer me <laughs> So that was your first comedian that you really... Probably one of the early ones I attended really a show saw. of, I would say. Yeah, yeah. and how about in your own career, Dave? Do you remember your first, first time performance? It doesn't have to be a paid crowd, but I mean, you considered like a, you know... <clears throat> no, the first time I ever performed was at the uh, open mic at the Mel Melrose Improv in Los Angeles, which I could walk to. I lived in West Hollywood. And, um, How old were you then? I was mid-30s, something like that. I was not young. <laughs> it seems young now. Mm -hmm. uh, I was older than most of the folks there. And uh, 
Uh, friend of, friends of mine and my wife at the time, we would hit the clubs and watch a lot. We went to the comedy store a lot. We went to the improv a lot. And, and uh, finally decided to give it a try and went up there on a Sunday night. And I was so thankful I was picked second to go up because I would have gone crazy going later than that. And I went up and I did my set and uh, uh, got laughs. It went, it went well and uh, everything went to plan. And uh, it's been downhill ever since, Phil. It's good. <laughs> I've, never, I've never matched that, that glorious night on, on Melrose. But uh, yeah, it went well. And I, yeah. I think it's... Do you remember your opener day? Oh, absolutely. I remember it because the... Um, the MC was a guy named Howard something, and uh, he was, um, as the guys that run open mics often are, uh, especially in Los Angeles, I found to be a little on the prickly side, a little bit like, you know, I'm in charge here, shut your mouth, oh, yeah. you know, like that. It wasn't quite that bad, but there was an edge. It was kind of like no nonsense from him. His name was Howard. He was bald. And uh, he went up and you know, did his thing, and then he introduced me, and I went on stage, and I said, uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Howard. Uh, by the way... Uh, uh, Howard is not only the president of Hair Club for Men, he's also a member, <laughs> which was a very topical at the time uh, joke, and that was the first joke, got a big yeah, laugh, and, and I think Howard, uh, classic, uh, Howard classic, scowled at uh, me the rest of the night. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Doesn't sound like he was going to uh, get a good laugh himself yeah. out of that, yeah. but uh, if you got a laugh, that was probably okay uh, for a club. I, I, I think, yeah, they're always yeah. happy with it. Uh, you know, we, we've all run into those types, Dave. Well, what a great recall. Those are things you never forget, you know. Right. right. Uh, speaking of uh, looking back, Dave, uh, we had a rather uh, momentous uh, reunion of sorts on network television. That's right. I, I, we see these from time to time. We talk about them. You know, a lot of times we talk about TV series. And uh, NBC... Uh, brought back for an hour special the 30 Rock mm -hmm. uh, crew. Which I watched last night and you've seen it as well. I saw it as well. I think it was Thursday night uh, premiered. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was it was in addition sort of a launch of their Peacock network that mm -hmm. uh, is coming out. Which by the way Dave uh, to mention because we talk about Saturday Night Live and all of the uh, alumni that it uh, spawned. Uh, I understand that on that Peacock Network will be all SNL episodes. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Huh. Huh. Yeah. So that's quite a nice, uh, yeah, quite yeah. a nice uh, resource. Yeah. Uh, and free, I believe. Uh, I signed up for free. It said uh, in-app purchases uh, yeah. down the line, but uh, oh, yeah, there you go. To, to hook you. Uh, there's always in-app purchases. That's right. Yeah. I, that's I originally got into heroin that way. <laughs> there were some in-app purchases, weren't there? <laughs> I said that Dave, just to see if you were listening. But uh, no, I didn't say it wasn't true. I just said I said that to see you listening. Anyway, well, well, you know, the thing about the the the, the, the uh, what do you call it? the rollout of the Peacock and of the Thirty Rock special was that there was uh, some criticism that I read. I'm sure you did about you know yeah. well, this is just a commercial for. Peacock. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, this is not really, uh, you know, not, not that we're saying anything wrong with it, but if you're if you're tuning in to see like a freewheeling Thirty Rock episode, no, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a uh, kickoff for, for Peacock. Yeah, what, I. I what did you think about when you I watched had the that show? Feel, uh, yeah. uh, and I and I pulled up Dave a couple of the uh, uh, articles that were written about ah, it. Reviews. Yeah, reviews. Let's see what other people had to say. Uh, let's start there, and then uh, mm -hmm. we'll weigh in, and we'll, uh, by all means, encourage uh, our listeners, Dave, mm -hmm. to uh, visit our Is This On Facebook page, 
and if, write us a comment. That's right. About your thoughts on 30. If they're Rock not doing it well. already, please um, just join in. And, uh, Don't forget, of course, uh, while we're doing a, a critique of NBC's commercial, to uh, check us our podcast out <laughs> anywhere that you get your podcast. Spotify is our home base, Dave. Mm-hmm. For uh, is this on? Right. Uh, we sometimes tease our uh, KMKR listeners and. Uh, record a podcast, and sometimes that podcast is available prior to the broadcast. That's right, the, so, l- the lucky, uh, lucky fans. It's a little exclusive. That's right. uh, unlike NBC, I don't think we'll be charging <laughs> for that, Dave, uh, any extra. <laughs> there will be no in-app purchases of our podcast. Well, let's start, Dave, with uh, the review in USA Today from Patrick Ryan. He writes, Blurg, and I'm taking that to be not a positive. Uh, <laughs> a Liz Lemon catchphrase, Blurg. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that the Blurg? Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yep. Uh, NBC's 30 Rock reunion is a forgettable, mostly unfunny infomercial. Hmm. Uh, not even a block n- of night, <laughs> excuse me, not even a block of night cheese could make 30 Rock a one-time <laughs> special, less groan-worthy. On Thursday night, NBC aired an upfront presentation for advertisers and journalists disguised as a much-touted 30 re- Rock reunion special. The hour-long episode featured numerous commercials and NBC talent shilling for the network's fledgling streaming service Peacock, which launched the day before, with a mix of old and new TV programs, with more original programming to come. As a result, Dave, I didn't realize this, many NBC stations refused to air the special, Mm -hmm. uh, saying they deemed it too promotional. Um, anyway, uh, I won't read the entire review, but uh, we'll call it a thumbs down, I think, from uh-huh. yes, uh, I think so. USA yes, Today. But reminding folks, uh, one thing that I always do like in a uh, reunion is it did have all of the original cast. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, that includes the great Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. as uh, Jack Donahue, Tracy Morgan as Tracy Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, Jenna Maroney as uh, played by Jane Krakowski, uh, Kenneth Parcell uh, played by Jack McRae. And uh, Dave, he actually had two roles in this uh, special. Uh, let's uh, talk about our own, and then I'll, uh, I'll read a little bit of a more positive special oh, okay. uh, review. But uh, overall, Dave, I'm going to say I did not enjoy it. I thought it was quite groan-worthy. Oh. Uh, and um, I'm going to say I got back to, for me watching it and thinking about the concept. I like the concept and I'm, I'm always hooked for a reunion. I'm not saying I enjoy them all, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't, I, I thought the writing was weak. That's where it got back to for me. And then I must say, uh, I never was a huge fan of the uh, Jack McBriar uh, character mm-hmm. in the show. But this was over the top ridiculous, uh, playing himself and then a female counterpart of himself. <laughs> uh, An admirer of his. And I thought rather poorly on both parts. Uh, uh, I did not like it, to be honest with you. You know, a couple of funny one-liners here and there. I thought um, Tina Fey, of course, uh, as Liz Lemon. Mm-hmm. Um, a little over the top, I thought. A little stilted, I thought. Uh, I guess I did. I, of all of them, I did get some laughs from uh, Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. How about you, Dave? Uh, I have to say, first of all, uh, interesting because you, Phil, are generally a generous reviewer. You usually will find good things. Thank you. And uh, so, um, but I would say in watching this, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I, I, not overall an enjoyable experience. When it first started off, it was like uh, like any reunion. You're just happy to see him again. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. oh look who's yeah. there, you know. 
uh, and then like any reunion, it's uh, you start looking at your watch. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, as you talk, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more thoughts uh, uh, about it. I, some things don't wear so well. Uh-huh. And I thought, you know, it doesn't, it, it, in 2020, it didn't seem so relevant to me. Yeah, I'll, well, I'll say this as far as the Jack McBrayer angle went. I, I agree with you because, and this is true of a lot of, like, secondary characters, they're great in small doses if you put too much weight on them. I think that's one of the problems just to get off the... Yes. Off on a tangent is like with the no, Sim- with the Simpsons good. as they get into thirty seasons, all of a sudden like these very small characters who would pop in for a line or two get an episode around them, and they can't sustain it. And I think that right. And I, I, it's why Dave, we never had the Eddie Haskell show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they see they knew where to draw the line they knew there. That. But I also think that um, well, one thing with, with Thirty Rockets that, and like any show where the, it, it ends and they sum up things. Like at the very end of 30 Rock, Jack McBrayer became, his character Kenneth, became president of NBC. Yes. Liz had children, things like that. But we don't remember the show based on the last episode. We remember the show based on the entire run of the show. So we kind of have to go, oh yeah, at the very end they made him president. Oh yeah, at the very end she had kids and Mm -hmm. things like that. So we didn't have the same frame of reference coming into it that we normally would. Um, And I also felt that, I mean, I'm tired of the whole Zoom format. A show that is built so much on pacing and throwaways, it doesn't have the same rhythm when everybody is by themselves and boxed in. To me, though, the most, the, you know, the thing that bothered me the most about the show was that they, they went in the course of the show to commercials for Peacock and for NBC. And yes. I felt that not only that it was very abrupt and took away from the show, but also uh, 30 Rock was... was you know, notorious for satirizing the kind of crap that's on TV. And so when Jack McBrayer's character says, hey, why don't you watch the shows that I've picked? And he, and he hits the button. It took me a while before I realized those were real shows they were promoting. Because oh, yeah? cause 30 Rock had like, you know, they do promos for, for Bitch Hunter or Milf Island and things like that. And, and the, you start watching the shows, and to me, it kind of, you know, to me, it kind of hurt the Peacock brand because I'm going, well, this is the kind of crap they're going to be running. I'm not interested because it was the kind of stuff they used to satirize, and now they're telling us to take it seriously. So, no, I, th- I think you're, uh, I think you're right on on, on point, Dave. Uh, I didn't think it. It also seemed kind of hurried and, and thrown together to me. I, I wonder how much time he actually spent uh, on it. Uh, and 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 that that brings us to a review that. Uh, Ben Travers wrote, Dave, uh, and I, I believe this was New York Times. I can't find that reference right now, but Ben Travers, and his uh, headline is, The 30 Rock Reunion is Superb Cross-Promotional Jargon and Downright Bizarre TV. <laughs> Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin travel through the looking glass in a well-written and impressively produced reunion that doesn't quite fit the 30 Rock series. Way back in 2006, when 30 Rock was still establishing its tone, the nascent satire's fifth episode parodied the oft-clumsy and obvious manner in which television shows implement product placement by hocking the Snapple product in sharp and obvious fashion. At one point, Jack, the Alec Baldwin character, brings a lengthy runner praising the beverage to a close by saying, look, we all love Snapple. Lord knows I do. 
But focus here. We're talking about product integration. <laughs> We're not your shills, Liz Levin. As Tina Fey, of course. Always the defender of unsoiled fart jokes retorts. Oh no, I'm sorry, Jack Connors. That's right, they're artists. Like James Joyce or Strindberg. Get real, kids. You write skits mocking our president to fill time between commercials. <laughs> so insightful, but it sounds like he enjoyed it. He liked it. Well, I think that's a good point you made, is that probably the reason that the Jack Donahue character you know, was, was the perfect fit for that is because that's the kind of thing that that character always did, product integration, Absolutely. kissing up to the sponsors and things. So it was a good fit for him. You know who they didn't, wasn't in the show was uh, the, uh, whatever her role was on the show, we always loved when she showed up, was Siri, the, the blonde... Uh, uh, assistant or whatever, and I didn't, yes, and I didn't, didn't show up there. Right. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't, uh, you didn't tune in to watch her, but you were always happy when she showed up. Yes, yeah, she was yeah. the um, uh, <clears throat> similar role, and I can't remember the actress, but I think she went on to do some bigger things. Uh, it was on the you know sort of fake Tool Time program. Oh right, right, Pam Pamela Anderson. Yeah, it was Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, similar role. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, just there, just enough. Just yes. Enough, yeah. Different body type. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, a, a good look at, at 30 Rock, David. You know, we were chatting. Uh, the only, 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 I'm sorry, the only other thing yeah. I want to throw out is it, where it's disappointing. It's like, it's always, it's always bothersome to me when, when, when you have a show like that or a, or a, or a, you know, a production where the things they used to satirize the things they used to satirize, they're now taking seriously. Mm -hmm. Like I remember one time watching some terrible sitcom in, probably in the 80s and, and, uh, and Dan Aykroyd was guest starring. And I thought, he used to skewer shows like this. He used to just tear these apart and now he's in there you know, seriously doing it. That always kind of, I don't know, question of purity or what, but it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's more like, why don't you just do what you do best instead of buying into this? And, and taking this, I mean, they had a Kardashian on there as a serious guest. You know, it wasn't they weren't making yes. fun of her, and it's like what? Uh, what there, there were a few other NBC yeah. uh, mm -hmm. uh, stars on here: Jimmy Fallon, mm -hmm. uh, another one. Uh, and, I, and, and, and and of course, I don't, I don't, out of hand mind that. I always kind of got a kick out of, uh, you know, networks that that showcase their stars in, in other series of that. You know, in the old days, you'd see that a lot with you know Johnny Carson would. It would appear on Don Rickles' series, remember that one? Sure, yeah. That yeah. sort of thing. Well, that's a different uh, stature than uh, than Chloe uh, Kardashian. Well, yeah, you're right about that. I, I mean, the first thought I had was there was an episode of 30 Rock where Jack was demonstrating the voice-activated channel changing you could yes. do, and, it, and it's all screwed up, and finally he yeah. just goes, oh, crap, and then, yes. and then Keeping Up with the Kardashians comes on automatically on the TV because of the word crap. Uh, now they're treating Khloe Kardashian as a desirable guest star, so it's just yeah, you know, yeah. No, no. Our standards uh, have sunk so much. So. It, it is a sad, you know, when when your your walk-on guest star moves from like Bob Hope to Khloe Kardashian, <laughs> it's, it's a sign that America's gone broke. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, speaking of which, I think it's very appropriate, Dave, that we mention uh, one of our sponsors. Oh, go for it. And uh, uh, Dave. Uh, when your wife discovers that the your new ink with the names Megan, Alex, and Bambi <laughs> is not a tribute to the U.S. women's soccer team, but a record of a wild cocaine <laughs> binge weekend in Reno. Oh, you know what it's time for, Dave? What's it time for when you're in it's a situation like that? It's time for a visit to Creecroft Tattoo Removal. Oh my, yes. They're the folks that can get it done for One you, David. Washes, 
memories off the sidewalks of life. <laughs> Craycroft Tattoo Removal. One of our lovely sponsors here. They've been, they've with, been, us they've been with us from the, yep. from the beginning, Dave. Mm -hmm. Is that it? That's it. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, in, this, in these times, I have actually, uh, uh, another sponsor, Phil. This is a new sponsor here. This is, uh, this is the Craycroft Health Spa and Bail Bondsman. Oh, that's I don't know if you've heard about them. They're on Wilmot right next to Meth Emporium. Yes. If you want to check them you out. You don't think that's going to be confusing that their name is Craycroft? <laughs> I think it's going to be confusing that all of our sponsors are named Craycroft. <laughs> well, ladies, with swimsuit season breathing down your neck like the ball cap wearing jabroni in line at Walgreens who believe social distancing means the terrorists win, you're probably thinking about shaping up for summer. So get that oversized booty over to Craycroft, Health Spa, and Bale Bondsman. Are your sweatpants turning into yoga pants? <laughs> you have trouble making a Facebook avatar because they won't allow, allow you to put enough chins in the picture? <laughs> and, as we, and as we head into the warmer months, are you noticing that your perspiration smells like margarine? <laughs> Has the waistband on your jeans been making late night calls to suicide hotline? If that's the case, you want to get over to Craycroft Health Spa, Dale Bondsman, and shimmy those extra pounds off. Absolutely. And, and men too, that's not good. <laughs> Dave, on a, we're, we're, uh, we're really, we're really, uh, we're really uh, kind of um, thriving during this uh, pandemic, Phil. We've got back with our sponsors. sponsors. Yeah, we're doing great. People are stepping up, Dave. Uh, <laughs> they feel, I think, that it's important. That is this on. Get out there. Get on. Now more uh, than ever in these troubled times, people is, are dark listening to us. It is because when you have absolutely nothing left to do, many are turning to is this on for. Entertainment in these we times. Proudly proclaim ourselves yeah. the last resort yes. in entertainment. And, and by the way, last word on uh, 30 Rock, Dave, I will just state for the record because every time I think of 30 Rock, I think of this that it is one of the funniest to be uh, kind of a sight gag, kind of an audio gag more than a sight gag. That uh, Jack Donahue's title for General Electric was Vice President of Entertainment and Microwaves. <laughs> Microwaves, yeah. <laughs> and it always makes me laugh. Well, fantastic. Dave, as long as we're getting a little serious, uh, let's note the, uh, the passing of uh, Congressman John Lewis. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, in these times when we are talking so much about uh, social justice and mm -hmm. racial yep. inequality, uh, what a life, what a contribution, John Lewis, there next to Dr. Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. uh, I heard, I uh, watched a beautiful uh, special, uh, I happened to be watching CBS, and it, uh, you know, after their network programming, they did about a, a 15 minute, I think it was, special about John Lewis. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very touching. <laughs> and his remarks and comments, uh, and, and the one line I, I heard him say that I, I just been kind of rethinking in my head all day is, uh, we can't wait for equality gradually we want it now oh. and I was just touched by that which he said recently or did he say in no, the 60s no he said it in the 60s standing we're still, next to uh, Martin Luther King yeah, and we're still uh, we don't want equality we're still gradually <laughs> we want it now yeah, and yeah. oh his youthful uh, vigor yeah. and his face and uh, it was still that same face though you know, you, you yeah. know he had that look about him uh, and what a face, you know, what a, what a, what a portrait that would make. Mm -hmm. uh, there hopefully should be one. Um, uh, there, there's a, a good uh, statue you could replace. I've heard here talk about, uh, you know, renaming the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which was oh, named after some you want the Confederate in, scumbag. Uh, yeah, Selma, of yeah. Or somewhere in, in I don't want to embarrass myself by misspeaking here because sorry. I don't. I don't uh, know, but uh, I want to say it was. It was definitely during. I'm those, wrong. I'm sorry. Definitely during those times of, of uh, 
And you know, speaking of those times, Dave, so many uh, artwork, we talk about portraits, we talk about statues, we talk about the music of those times, uh -huh. of protests, mm -hmm. of political awareness. And another career that, like John Lewis has spanned all that time, of course, is the great American folk singer, American poet, American icon, Bob Dylan. And we were... Bob Dylan, yes. Uh, we were able to uh, invite Mr. Oh, Dylan to join us no way. this morning. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he feels uh, obviously very moved by John Lewis, and I will welcome Mr. Bob. Oh, hey, there he Dylan. comes. There he comes. I'm going to give him my chair here, Phil. Can you help him in there, Dave? Dave? Mr. Dylan. Hey, great to be here, Phil. Thanks for, thanks for having are, me. We are touched, honored to have you here today. Can we ask you, uh, Mr. Dylan, just at the very top, your thoughts on John Lewis? John Lewis. Yes, John Lewis was a great man. As you say, spanned the civil rights movement from its origins with Martin Luther King to today. And uh, we're all going to mourn him, and I hope uh, I hope they uh, name a lot of bridges after him. Very touched. Many, uh, many bridges. Very touched to hear that. <laughs> uh, we uh, we've enjoyed your music so it's much. It's great to be here, Phil. It is great did to I, have you here. I apologize. Here. Uh, apologize for the heat. You're so gracious to come sit out doors with us in this time of social distancing. I I just wish we had more blowing in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> I always say a man carries his weather with him. Whatever road he travels on, Phil. Wow. Uh, uh, Mr. Dillon, if I may say, uh, you don't need a weatherman to know that it's hot today. I can tell you that right now. I don't, I, don't I, don't I don't follow. <laughs> Excuse me? I believe it was a lyric in one of your songs, sir. I might have been. There's been a lot of songs. Been a long There's been road. a lot of songs. A long, uh, From uh, I Got You, Babe, to uh, <laughs> Let It Be. I've written many, many great songs, Phil. And I uh, appreciate uh, everyone. Uh, so. are, you, are, you, are you thinking perhaps of uh, Sonny and Cher? Love Sonny and Cher. Great influence on me. Great influence on me. <laughs> and, uh, uh, if, I, if I may, sir, we just to keep the record straight, we, you know, we have a lot of young listeners. I think uh, Let It Be might perhaps might have been John Lennon. You know, I was speaking to John Lennon the other day, and uh, we, had a, we had a great conversation about music, and very inspiring, really good talk with, with John Lennon. The, uh, we, uh, hopefully we'll get to, uh, to be able to talk more about time traveling, uh, Mr. Dillon. <laughs> no, no, uh, it was just the other day, Phil. Yeah. Just the other day, I had a cup of coffee with John Lennon down, <laughs> with John Lennon. down in Greenwich Village. Yeah, was great. That, uh, you, good. Perhaps his son, Sean Lennon. No, no, it was John. He had the... Uh, he had the I see. He had, but, the, uh, he had the owl glasses on. And, uh, you don't, you don't recall the uh, Monday Night Football, the interruption, and John <laughs> Lennon had been shot. Lennon's been shot? Lennon's been shot, sir. Oh, no. Oh, no. Sorry for the... And I just uh, saw him just the other day. <laughs> There's 20 bucks I'm not going to get back. <laughs> are, you, are you implying that, that the great Beatle John Lennon had added that to you, sir? Uh, well, whoever it was I had coffee with last week, I'm not so sure now. May, may I say, Bob, uh, we're all thrilled at your recent release of another new album. I got some new songs coming out, Phil. What well, can you tell us well, about? Well, about well, Phil, well Phil, I had to. I actually did some adaptations to my own music because you know I'm, you know I'm not the, uh, I'm not the curly-haired young buck who used to set the teeny boppers' hearts of a rocket back in the '60s. I'm an older man now. Well, you look great, sir. And, uh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate that. So I've, I've Phil, I've redone some of my old songs to kind of uh, reflect my. my Would you uh, be so my, kind? My growing superannuation. Uh, which I had to do. Would you be so kind I to love, share? I would love to. Here's some cuts off the uh, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Dylan. 
Thank you very much, Phil. It's, 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 it's great to be here. As I was saying to John Lennon, just wait. Oh, we did that. Didn't <laughs> we covered that. We, we, you know. Okay, here's some cuts off my Memorial album. Park, Rose Garden. <laughs> Rosa Park. She was a great lady. Great Rosa Park. They should name some bridges after her, or some buses. Uh, off my new album, uh, uh, Phil, I've got one. Uh, th these are all to reflect my uh, my acceptance of growing old. You know, Phil, you don't you don't grow old, uh, and I, I, you grow more feeble is what happens. Uh, one song off the new album is called uh, Lay Lady Lay. Oh, I love it. At least until my pill kicks in. <laughs> uh, this one uh, I think uh, we can all relate to. Uh, you're, you're a young man about my age. Uh, this one is called uh, Like a Kidney Stone. <laughs> uh, this one actually, Phil, I didn't have to, uh, I didn't have to uh, change at all. Uh, knocking on heaven's door. And just leave it the way it is. We're all... <laughs> And then my, uh, my uh, this is a, like a 28-minute cut. You know, I like to have those uh, radio-friendly cuts. 28-minute cut. This uh, one is called uh, My Depends, They Need a Changin'. <laughs> That's it, Phil. And I'm afraid. Well, my good friend, thank you for having me here. It's time for my boot hills to be wandering. But I'd love to spend some time with you. And uh, next time I see George Harrison, I'll be sure to say hi to you. Uh, we'll, we'll let you... Find out on your own, sir. <laughs> we don't want more bad news. On a, it's very hot out here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, my friends. Thank you very much. The great Bob Dylan, everyone. Thank you so much. What a thrill. Dave, you're helping. Oh. Thank you for helping uh, Mr. Uh. Dylan in the limo. Uh, and uh, uh, surely you'll get to hear his words, Dave. Uh, if you couldn't hear yeah, him. Yeah, he said he was uh, heading off to like a songwriting session with Sonny Bono. So yes. I, I, uh, he's, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. I think uh, it's very hot here, Dave. Hmm. Uh, and, uh, uh, Mr. Bill, Dylan's been traveling, but it was very enlightening to hear what he had to say. And of course, uh, okay, I'll tune in. touching words about John Lewis as well. Uh -huh. uh, he's such an icon of those times, Bob Dylan as well. The times are a change, and mm -hmm. aren't they? Aren't they? Dylan? What a great song! Yeah, aren't they? And uh, as we look, Dave, uh, to continue uh, talking this morning, uh, we mentioned the uh, coronavirus. Uh, Okay. And uh, we know. I just that, want to point uh, out, Phil. Yes. We are, so we plug ourselves here. KMKR ninety nine point nine FM. We also build on podcast, and we are broadcasting from an outdoors, uh, an outdoor venue here. Mm -hmm. We decided not to mention it for sake of uh, nobody gets a free plug. You know, if you want us to mention you on the air, you you got to pay for it or or be named Craycroft something. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been Maybe, jotting down uh, notes as we're talking, and you know what? Yeah. I can't read any of my notes. <laughs> no idea what I have. I yet. understand, Dave. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, it's hard to focus uh, with all the things uh, going on. It's been an interesting week in every way in politics as well. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Not only the, the issues surrounding the coronavirus, you know, as, as Dick Gallagher marches on, uh, now, uh, you know, well into July, uh, of course, everyone's wondering what's going on with school. I've got a son who's about ready to oh, begin yeah, college. Yeah, right, and, yeah, yep. uh, you know, so many of our listeners would know University of Arizona has a plan uh, to begin school in any number of ways, with, whether with live students in a classroom, socially distant. going on with school. I've got a son who's about ready to oh, begin yeah, college. Yeah, right, and, yeah, yep. uh, I, you know, so many of our listeners would know University of Arizona has a plan 
uh, to begin school in any number of ways, with, whether with live students in a classroom, socially distanced, mm -hmm. a combination of live and online, mm -hmm. just online. So they seem ready to go. They seem like they've done the planning, and I think, you know, uh, you would think most would agree, but I'll just say to those that agree that the science will dictate uh, <laughs> which way they go. And it's, it's, it's just remarkable. It's so hard to plan. I mean, I feel for parents. I, I, yeah, and I don't mean, uh, okay, I'm a parent of a college student, but I'm talking about parents that have kids that, that, that if they don't send them to school, they're going to have to stay home to, to, to do uh, homeschooling or sure. online schooling yeah, and yeah. at least supervise them. Right, so. Right. It, it's such a conundrum. Yeah, and, and at the university or college level, you know, you're dealing with kids who are very uh, tech savvy, and uh, you know, can Zoom meetings and things like that are not the are not the big stretch for them. But when you're talking about younger kids and grade school kids, you know, so much of school is socializing, and there's you know, good luck keeping kids kids from uh, inter interacting. You know, yeah. they're kids; they're going to be you know wrestling with each other, or taunting each other, or playing nicely with each other, but in, in close up uh, quarters. You know. Absolutely. I wish we had, Phil, I wish we only had, I just wish we had an expert here who could talk to us about the COVID. Well, I wish we had someone here who was knowledgeable on the medical aspects. I think, um, <laughs> let me, if I could just get a cup of tea or something, my throat is a little bit. Wait. I'm congested a little bit, Dave. Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. Tony Fauci. Doctor Fauci. Tony Fauci. Well, thanks Good for stopping. Again. Good timing. We I'm were just here. talking about the, the. Um, it is interesting, Dave. Uh, Phil was telling me when he called me over that uh, asked me to be on a show uh, that you were talking about what's going on. And uh, let's let let's uh, look. Let's call a spade a spade, right, Dave? So like we did in Brooklyn when I was growing up. <laughs> I one of the reasons I'm here. Is I'm still a spy. I'm still on a team. I'm still on a task. You are. You are because he's, uh, you don't seem to be as, as uh, quite as uh, visible these days. Well, yeah, uh, it's not volume though, Dave. I am handling the uh, communications now with podcasts with under fifty listeners. <laughs> uh, not not listeners who are under the age of fifty. Yes. But an actual total number. Right? I can uh, speak in American Legion halls. Uh, particularly at dances during the music, uh, and I can address uh, Boy Scout troops, Dave. And I'm happy to do it. I'm proud to do it. You know. So, so the administration has certain uh, restrictions as to who you can speak to. I do. That's my job, Dave. Mm -hmm. As you know, we talked earlier. I have. Uh, why do I do this? You know, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm no kid, Dave. I've been doing this since when? Uh, when Roosevelt was president. <laughs> who the hell knows? I don't even know. Uh, I do it for everybody, you know, Democrats, Republicans, then this jerk, <laughs> Trump, gets elected. I think I told you, I had incurred, during medical school, Dave, a huge gambling debt. You had some gambling debts. We spoke about that, debts. yes. You know, I had a bad streak, Dave, back in the 90s, 80s, 90s, whatever the Taj Mahal was there. I, was. I kept thinking, this is the fight Tyson's going to lose. <laughs> and I rode that horse, Dave, into the crowd. Now, this is the Taj Mahal Casino in Taj Mahal Casino, Atlantic City, owned by, by Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Uh -huh. 
uh, and now any number of banks, you know, mm -hmm. who knows? Uh, and I, that would have gone away, Dave, because the Taj Mahal. I, I, I think it's now a, a Goya bean you, factory, actually, uh, these days. Uh, yes, and may I mention, Dave, uh, I love the Goya beans. <laughs> <laughs> that should knock off a couple of thousand off of that debt. Uh, my debt, when you owe money to the uh, Taj Mahal, Dave, is a little different than cashing a ticket at a window. Mm. It's more like keeping your legs from being broken, Dave. <laughs> this is like a loan in Brooklyn. Okay, it never goes away, Dave. So I'm on the team lifelong, but let's... Uh, uh, anyway, that's why I do what I do. People say to me, what do you put up with this, Tony? You don't need this. He's got something. Say, well, uh... well, I need my legs. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So now the, we have the answer finally to why you yeah, put up with... Last somebody. thing, Dave. Okay. okay, last thing. Did, did you hear that Tyson's making a comeback? You know, I, I was speaking to my friend before uh, before Phil showed up this morning. We were talking about Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have a strong feeling on this one, Dave. He's going to lose. <laughs> Whatever you got, houses, the houses that you're selling, put those on. Do you know who his opponent is going to be? Do we know what's uh, what's going? It doesn't on? matter. No. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Busted Mathis. I don't know. Is he coming back to? I don't know. He, well, he's going to fight Sugar Ray Robinson, Dave. I don't know. I don't. I don't book the fights. Well, we were just discussing the fact that he is, you know, he had a rough youth and he had a rough uh, upbringing and of course he was kind of a little out of control, but uh, he's probably had a lot of therapy and may yeah, maybe he's maybe he's now he's he's too nice to fight with the kind of bloodthirsty vengeance he once had. That's what I'm counting on, Dave. <laughs> That's what I'm counting on. Just don't blab it around, okay? Remember this. Remember this. This kills me every, 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 I can't, so it was a podcast, I can say whatever I want, or <laughs> it's a radio, I can't say it, okay. Every GD day, Dave, I think of this, I could have had Joe Biden at 40 to 1 before the <laughs> South Carolina primary. Okay, well, well, you know, it's, it's. All uh, right, well, what do, you, what do you want to know what's going on? Uh, We're all screwed, okay? It's, <laughs> look, when is this airing? If it's not airing in the next week, it doesn't matter what I say. What, what are we, we're like, we're in Arizona, we got like a million cases Well, yeah, yeah somebody told me, he says, he, he, goes, he, goes, he goes, you know, he says, I, uh, from what he, you know, everybody has their own source. Well, I heard, you know, I heard, he says, I, he says, I heard the numbers are so high because like, uh, the, the Pima, whatever, Health uh, yeah. Institute here, he says, they're double counting. Uh, they're double counting. Uh, um, they got that wrong. They, they've seen the real numbers, <laughs> and what they do is they go to a bar and they get a double. And I would do That's the same. That's double counting. Okay. That's I would do the same if well, I was you. Well, my, Who cares? My Don't response to him counting. was was my response to him was oh so it's not a million it's only five hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, I feel better now. We're all screwed, Dave. <laughs> Don't even bother. Don't you know? Take a loan. Who cares? You're not going to pay it back. If if I had a loan, if I had a money loan, it'd be all right. But I loan Dave my legs. Is the, is the collateral that you put down when you had a loan at the Taj Mahal Casino? Well, you understand what I'm saying? Well, to uh, well then, to the, let me say, does this affect your uh, your prediction or your hopes for the November election? Uh, you obviously are somewhat uh, with beholden to the president, yeah. but uh, and I hate to throw good money after bad, Dave. You know, but I, what am I? What am I getting Biden now? I got to give up three to one. I don't think so. You know, maybe I'm the vice president. Who are you betting on that?
who will he choose to be yeah, vice president? Yeah, yeah, I've always felt that Kamala Harris is the one to Kamala be the person Harris. there. Yeah. I got an inside straight on Val Demings. <laughs> put some something, put some shekels on that there. <laughs> How about that? All right, listen, I gotta run. They got well, my, thanks so uh, much for stopping by. I crushed hard through it. I know. Well, I know you guys. I see you have a pile of scratchers. Yeah, you've got to get through before you, you go. You know, I'm a little ca light, cash light. Can I owe you on the Chrysler? <laughs> Right, it's on me, back. Doc. I gotta get back to the CDC day before they close. It's on me, Doc, yeah. Good to see you. Okay, all right. Good luck getting into the CDC. I know they've been a little restricted lately, too, but thanks for coming by. Dr. Anthony Fauci Wait, restricted day and no Jews? <laughs> Imagine a medical facility not letting any Jews in. Boy, talk about an empty doctor's lounge. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, Dr. Fauci, thanks for coming by today. We appreciate that. Phil? Dave. I'll just say, you know, when we... Uh, when we post our, our podcasts, uh, we usually post a little quick synopsis. You know, we'll say, oh, this is a, we tribute Carl Reiner tonight, or we'll say something of like, we, we look back on the uh, uh, top 10 sitcoms of all time. I think, our, our, I think. Dear friend, uh, Sir Sean Connery. Sir Sean Connery. Show him in the, I, one I, of the James Bond poses. I, I think the summary we're going to call uh, this particular show, we're going to call it the uh, an hour of raspy voiced impressions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we did today. It, it could be the lack of humidity, Dave, in the air. <laughs> uh, well, what a, what, a, what a lineup we've had. What today. a show. What a show. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Chance to talk uh, politics. Uh, chance to uh, look back at some of the great history of the civil rights movement. It often, um, it often makes you uh, think uh, to yourself and... Uh, what I was going to mention yeah. though, Phil, is this is that we talked a little bit about, um, uh, we talked a lot about the 30 Rock reunion show and uh, we talked about talking about maybe some of the other reunion shows oh, and the yeah. other, uh, not just reunion shows, but remakes, spin-offs, uh, oh, uh, reimaginings of shows. And I gotta like. say, I'm a sucker for everyone. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's again invite uh, our audience, Dave, to by all means go to Is This On? Question mark, uh, Facebook page mm -hmm. and uh, let us know what you think of 30 Rock, but also let us know what other uh, TV reunions you've liked over the years, mm -hmm. which ones you'd like to see. That, that'd be another well, what great, comes uh, to your mind of, of when you've yeah, seen? Well, now, let's say, uh, let's say, a, a strictly a reunion where they brought the original cast back a few years later. Right. I think one of the more interesting ones, and I, 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 I got to uh, admit, I really don't know the answer of whether it's still running or not. But uh, the, uh, the the show with the Olsen twins. Oh, Fuller House. Fuller House. Full House. Yeah. That uh -huh. was a you know a reunion and continuation of mm -hmm. Full House. Mm -hmm. I think pretty much the original cast, right? Yes, I'm Including not, an, the I'm not an expert on Full House, right. but I am. Uh, <laughs> and you know we got Bob Saget, Dave Coulier, and Bob uh, Saget, and uh, the other you know, guy. Uh, Bob Saget's comedy is worth a show in the future, Dave, because it's so interesting. And, and one of the hooks of that show for me, and, and if you don't know, it was two single dads, right? Or, uh, well, well, three because you had yeah, John Stamos, Dave right. Coulier, and, and uh, Dave Coulier. Bob Saget, uh, and and uh, the young girls at the time were the Olsen twins, and you know now they're adults. Uh, and uh, one of the uh, ironies of that show was it was a rather wholesome show, very much so. And Bob Saget, of course, is one of the dirtier <laughs> comics in the business. Have you seen Bob perform? I have, yes, I have. And I'm a fan. I, I, yeah, I think yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah. I always did. And you know, he I've seen him uh, on maybe it was an HBO special, uh, so you know it was language free. And uh, he was hilarious. I thought he was hilarious. I think his comedy's held up uh, really well. Uh, yep. And uh, great to see him out there performing. And, and and I've watched that show a few times in the 
remake reunion version. Have you? Yes, I have. Uh, and it's a sitcom, you know, what can I say? I never thought it was that great a sitcom either, right, originally. Right, yeah. You know, yeah, the idea yeah. was funny. The yeah. girls were cute, of course. Uh, yeah. What are some of the others? I, I was well, I was just yeah. going to say on that. Yeah, I, I, Bob Saget was a guy that I would see a lot of times at the uh, comedy store when I was oh, talking yeah. about going in the 80s to a lot sure. of shows there. He was he was coming on then. And, of course, I guess but probably you have to say, though, out of the, in the past year, the cast member who's gotten the most attention and the most ink is uh, Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky, for uh, trying to pay her daughter's way into school. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's that's certainly one where they did a reunion show and that actually was a spin-off and actually went uh, went full-blown into that. And uh, Dave, I was going to say, we often, uh, in one way or another, uh, mention roasts. That is a classic uh, in the, the uh, Comedy Central roasts mm -hmm. of Bob Saget. Mm -hmm. It was a very good one, and he's often a roaster as well. And he's yes. very funny as a yeah, roaster. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, he's very funny. Very yeah. funny. Uh, I mentioned, Dave, uh, when we were chatting uh, before we went on air, uh, not strictly a uh, reunion show, but I thought very interestingly about maybe two, three years ago, uh, they did a live almost stage-like play version of All in the Family mm -hmm. and the Jeffersons. Jeffersons, too. Uh -huh. yeah. if you recall. And it was still, of course, the uh, the great producer, the, you know, more than an octogenarian, uh, Norman Lear. Mm -hmm. And not, not only was he lucid and interesting to listen to, I think he was very involved in the making of these at so age too. 90 plus. I think so too. What are, what are, you talk about this time in history of civil rights and social... Uh, justice awareness that's right when all in the family was at its height mm -hmm. and Norman Lear uh, very influential very important uh, mm -hmm. uh, person in uh, entertainment well you talk about the times we live in if you if you uh, watch any of the old uh, all in the families or you remember, I mean language Archie used could not be on TV today his, yeah. his racial epithets and things like that and um, of course uh, could be on cable yeah and of course it was showing him to be you know wrong-minded and bigoted and yeah. all that but uh, I think today we don't make much distinction a word's a word and you can't say it I'm forgetting Dave uh, what what network did they bring that remake uh, stage version to and of course it was recast completely I don't know yeah yeah uh, and it was cast very interestingly if you recall uh, 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 I think Woody Harrelson was Archie. Yeah, Woody Bunker, Harrelson correct? was and Archie and, uh, uh, Edith was the great uh, Marissa Tomei, Tomei. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh, George Jefferson, of course, uh, was the great uh, music, musical but star. Jamie Foxx? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Uh -huh, yeah, uh -huh. uh, I was thinking of... Uh, uh, Ray. Ray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and he played that part extremely well. Mm -hmm. uh, the mannerisms in which he uh, imitated George Jefferson, which yeah, yeah. is Which he's probably been doing for 30 years just anyway. Priceless. Yeah, you're right. Of course, well, Jamie Foxx is a comedian as well as a yeah, oh, yeah, great comedian. singer. Yeah. I'll say this, though, about those reunion shows. It's like, I think it works okay with, with it might have worked okay with All in the Family and with the Jeffersons because they were such strong characters and a strong style to it. But when I was growing up, I mean, well, like one of my favorite shows was would be something like the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. And I know when they did, I mean, I didn't, can't say I didn't enjoy the reunion show, but the thing yeah. is, I always feel like um, a show like that, that is so, one of the, 
you know, characteristics of sitcoms is they're they're week in and week out. They're week. It just kind of you know there's no it just kind of especially the Andy Griffith show which is kind of mild meandering on stuff. It's like and, fishing. And then to have a special, all of a sudden it's like everything has a greater weight because it's this one episode. Whereas yeah. a lot of the pleasure of the show was the, was the kind of you know, just kind of drifting along, you know. Like that. And as I recall on um, that Andy Griffith show, which was quite some time ago, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. when they did that reunion, but of course the show was was in the sixties. I think they almost, if I'm not mistaken, they've tried to do almost like a full-length film. I think it was 90 minutes to two hours. You're right. And it was Return a real to Mayberry. Story. Yes, yeah, it, it was, was a, a full real, show. It might have been like an NBC and movie what of the happened week to or them. something. And I also remember that the actress who played Aunt B had either passed away or she didn't have any interest in doing the show. She was, she was not. The, the, the actress was not the same person as Aunt B. She was not that Dave, pleasant, can sweet. I, uh, can I do a, uh, the uh, Prevagen folks are not a sponsor of our uh, show, but <laughs> can I say that I believe you're talking about uh, Miss Frances Bouvier. Uh, Bavier. Bavier. Yes, yeah. Bouvier was the Kennedys, yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's who that was. I'm trying yeah. to show off my mental acuity. <laughs> So, but anyway, uh, uh, there was a scene. I, I, she must have passed away because there was a scene at her grave, and oh. since she was passed away, they oh. had they had another actress voice. They, well, it wasn't the voice. It wasn't the voice, and it's like to me, it's like yeah. eh, just just drive by the cemetery and wave. You don't right. Have to and they probably she didn't to make those great pies, the great apple pies. No, no, no. no. For that, that was don't a great one. The pie contest. The pickle episode was the, pickle the classic episode one. Was yeah, a great yeah. one. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's a, uh, an approach that was taken. Uh, and think about uh, the cast of that show, Dave. Many of those folks had gone on and become huge, like Ron Howard, right? Well, yes. Who was little Opie. Yeah. Uh, although I think they played that father-son role pretty well in that reunion, as I recall, because Andy Griffith was a great actor. Mm -hmm. Ron Howard was really a very good actor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A great filmmaker as well, mm -hmm. continues to be. And uh, Don Knotts had gotten huge, too. I yes. mean, he was funny, and he was, you know, really the... the, the Really carried the humor on mm -hmm. uh, that show and did it so well, but uh, you know he had he had you know to come down from the ghost and Mr. Chicken <laughs> <laughs> to a movie of the week. Dave, you know, to, I think he had done Mr. Limpet by then as well. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, and let's talk about one of our favorites in the same regard. There had been uh, a full-length film, if you recall, of Maxwell Smart oh, well, okay, after yeah. the series, uh -huh. if not more than one. I'm very familiar with the whole Maxwell Smart the nude bomb, cannon, the nude I bomb. It was a tremendous bomb. Yes, and a tremendous bomb. People should bomb. know in Hollywood, you don't put bomb in the title of a movie. There it's you go. It's just too tempting. There you go. <laughs> and it was terrible. Now, I don't recall the details of that. We could look into it and, and as we talk about a future show on more reunions. Was it the same writer's net? Was Mel Brooks involved in the uh, I doubt it. Uh, I know Mel Brooks uh, was not that involved in many of the seasons of Get Smart because he was so busy doing yeah. other things. Uh, I know that uh, the, uh, the Chief was recast, which uh, the Chief was a huge part of that show, Ed Platt. Uh, he had he passed away. He had passed away. away. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was horrible. And they tried some other uh, versions of it. And uh, I've been very... Get Smart is very close to my heart, so I'm very uh, protective I, of it, and I never really right. felt like it was uh, going to go up. Uh, well, looking at the old clock on the wall, Phil, it looks like... Uh, we're wrapping it up in no better way than to wrap up uh, with, with the thought of Maxwell Smart. <laughs> and loving it. And loving it, Dave. Uh, tremendous uh, to be back uh, with you for another edition of uh, Is This On? Please, folks, uh, like our podcast. We would love you if you would write a comment about our podcast on 
wherever you get it. Space Spotify. is unlimited, folks. Don't feel like you, you know there's so many comments on there now. We're, Absolutely. You know, we're like the pretty girl at the uh, you know, at the prom. You know, everybody thinks other people are going to be commenting. Now jump in there and offer your uh, your thoughts and ideas. Absolutely, <laughs> Dave. It's been a pleasure. There's, there's our a pickup. There's a pickup uh, for Anna, by the way, Phil. I know. Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> our thanks to uh, Bob Dylan for stopping by. Uh, yeah, that was Dr. Uh, Anthony I'm Fauci. I'm sorry, Dave. I missed him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stop by, and I missed Dr. Fauci. Uh, <laughs> our thanks, of course, to the good folks at Craycroft Tattoo Removal. Oh, they've been good to us. Without yeah. them, Dave. Absolutely, uh, we'd be nowhere. They're they so supportive. The, uh, they wash the memories <laughs> off the sidewalks of life. They give us no limitations. <laughs> and so, uh, just to, uh, we're on now. Uh, um, tonight is Wednesday. The uh, I don't remember what day of the month it is. Anymore. No one knows. Twenty second, something like the twenty. No one knows. Dave. But we're also going to be on next Wednesday because we got an extra a fifth Wednesday, Wednesday in, July. In, the, in the month of July. We're so, so blessed. So folks are pretty excited about that. I mean, there's a lot of. Well, them. write us your comments on Thirty Rock. We'll talk about them on our next show. Dave, it's a pleasure. Yeah, and always. folks, we thank you for tuning in. You're tuned to KMKR FM ninety nine point nine Tucson, Arizona. Thank you and good night. Night. <laughs>